Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall shall forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 111 is, is on page here, 483, 42, excuse me. I, I will give thanks unto the Lord with my whole heart, secretly among the faithful and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is worthy to be praised and had in honor, and his righteousness endureth forever. The merciful and gracious Lord hath so done his marvelous works that they ought to be had in remembrance. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He shall ever be mindful of his covenant. He hath showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are true. They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and equity. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do thereafter. His praise endureth forever. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. He hath great delight in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the faithful shall be blessed. Riches and plenteousness shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the godly there ariseth up light in the darkness. He is merciful, loving, and righteous. A good man is merciful and lendeth, and will guide his words with discretion. 
for he shall never be moved, and the righteous shall be had in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of any evil tidings, for his heart standeth fast and believeth in the Lord. His heart is established and will not shrink until he see his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed abroad and given to the poor, and his righteousness remaineth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The ungodly shall see it, and it shall grieve him. He shall gnash with his teeth and consume away. The desire of the ungodly shall perish. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 13th verse of the 60th, 60th chapter of the book of Isaiah. The glory of Lebanon shall come to you, the cypress, the pine, and the box tree together, to beautify the place of my sanctuary. And I will make the place of my feet glorious. Also, the sons of those who afflicted you shall come bowing to you, and all those who despised you shall fall prostrate at the soles of your feet. And they shall call you the city of the Lord, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Whereas you have been forsaken and hated, so that no one went through you, I will make you an eternal excellence, a joy of many generations. You shall drink the milk of the Gentiles and milk the breast of kings. You shall know that I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Instead of bronze, I will bring gold. Instead of iron, I will bring silver. Instead of wood, bronze and instead of stones, iron. I will also make your officers peace and your magistrates righteousness. Violence shall no longer be heard in your land, neither wasting nor destruction within your borders, but you shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you. But the Lord will be to you an everlasting light, and your God your glory. Your sun shall no longer go down, nor shall your moon withdraw itself. For the Lord will be your everlasting light, and the days of your mourning shall be ended. Also your people shall all be righteous. They shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one, a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. Here ended the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things and the rich he hath sent empty away. He remembering his mercy hath hope in his servant Israel as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, 
is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the second chapter of the Epistle to the Hebrews. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. For he has not put the word to come of which we speak in subjection to angels, but one testified in a certain place saying, what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him for whom all things and for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings for both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren saying i will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted he is able to aid those who are tempted. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. 
I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who has given us thy only begotten Son, to take our nature upon him, and has at this time to be born of a pure virgin, grant that we, being regenerate and made thy children by adoption and grace, may daily be renewed by the Holy Spirit. Through the same our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the same Spirit ever, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. A few thoughts on the on the passages tonight. I want to start and um, just say, uh, say something I heard Jerry Seinfeld say in a comedy skit once, and it was about ordering coffee and wanting uh, cream on half of it, half of it with cream and half of it without, and he wanted it in the same cup, and he wanted he wanted it separate in the cup, in the same cup. So as you can imagine, that's that's an impossibility. But I think this is what we're going to be looking at today: is how God can can have something be two things at once. And so um, as we look at Isaiah, we're looking at a passage and I wanted you to uh, the notice, I, I should have mentioned in the Psalm 111 about verse seven, it says, uh, your, your teachers or your, your law, law will be verity, truth and righteousness. And so instead of having taskmasters, we'll have truth and righteousness be our guide at the time when um, the kingdom of God is here in its glory. And so in Isaiah 2, we, it concludes that we have no more taskmasters, only our, our officers and magistrates are replaced by peace and righteousness. And so that's what we're looking for. So what the writer of Hebrews is trying to is to tying together this promise from Isaiah and the gospel of Jesus in Hebrews. And I think we know, like when we read an uh, epistle, usually you can tell what's going on at the location of, of the reception of the epistle by what they're talking about. So it seems pretty obvious people were struggling with the idea, how could Jesus be big, greater than the angels and also be a man if man is less than the angels, a little below the angels? And so that's why I mentioned the story about Jerry Seinfeld asking for coffee that's half cream and half black and having it in the same cup but separated and keeping it you know, separate in the cup. And it really can't be done, and except with God it can be done. 
So I think there's a few places where this is true in our Christian life, where things can be two things at once. And so when we read Hebrews, we have to read this whole first section all at once because it's talking about Jesus is better than the angels. And that's very important because the Jewish people believe the angels brought the law to Moses. And we're talking about their questions about whether the law is, uh, is greater than or less than this gospel that the Christians are preaching. And obviously our belief is that, that the gospel of Jesus fulfills the law. So we don't live by law, we live by spirit. So the son um, comes, he's, he's um, greater than the angels, but, but he takes on, and we, we read in, uh, I think, Philippians and Colossians, how he humbled himself to be born of a virgin. So that's the humbling, is that he, he takes on less than what he is to be all that, you know, so we have all that we, we need to be. And so he does, he, he's uh, greater than the angels always, but sure, still shares fully in our humanity. So And then... Um, So the people had to be assured of his superior status. That's what I was kind of getting to. And so this is what this writer keeps pushing is that Jesus is better than the angels. And that's really important to us because there isn't any greater revelation of God, that God revealed the law through the angels to Moses. And there's nothing greater. There's nothing better that's going to happen. This is it. So that's something for us to remember. This is the message of salvation. And the son was the perfect sacrifice. Also the, the one-time high priest, one sacrifice. And so that's all that we need. So in uh, the first verse and through the fourth verse, we're called to hold fast to this message. And that's something else to remember is that um, these people were taught these things, but they were obviously had questions, which means a lot of times people had come into their community and started questioning things. And um, so uh, the writer's encouraging them to hold fast to this message. And then he goes on through in the next part and he talks about the, the son meaning Jesus, humiliation and, and exaltation. In other words, he had to do these things. He had to face death so that life could be attained and how he, he beat the devil and beat death and was the firstborn um, and is our hope. So some things are hard to comprehend in all of Christianity. I mentioned that how can things uh, be two things at once? And how is Jesus higher than the angels and yet fully a man? And that's what the writer's explaining as it is. That's what, that is what's happened. And I heard a really interesting thing that Bishop Scarlett said a few weeks ago, and I, can't, I think it was in a class, but he had mentioned that, you know, we were talking about transubstantiation where the bread and the water actually become body and blood, and that's a, a Roman Catholic idea. And I think um, the Protestant church is more like the communion is just a remembrance. But with us, we're, we're kind of moving along with this same idea of two things at once. So the, the wafer and the wine are wafer and wine, and yet Jesus is present, and it's all happening at the same time. So it, it is okay to have two things happening at the very same time. So we can take comfort in that, that Jesus hired the angels. He was fully man uh, and fully man. And while he was fully man, if, he, if anybody thinks he wasn't um, fully God at the same time, just remember the demon's response to him and sometimes his commands for them to keep quiet. So Jesus is present with us. The greatest gift I believe we have besides salvation, obviously, is, and it's part of salvation, is that we, we get to experience through the Spirit, the Spirit, the presence of God. And so this is the greatness of the God we serve, and it's something for us to remember as, as we walk through life, is that God is present with us, and uh, that we have this hope, and that we can stand fast in this hope. So let's continue with the intercession on page 590. 
And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do 